Welcome to the Fitness Business Growth Podcast, a podcast run by gym owners for gym owners. My name is Mitch, and along with Jamie, we are your hosts, and we will be discussing all the important things that you need to run a successful fitness business. From marketing, to lead generation, to sales, to retention, to staff, and much, much more. So if you are a fitness business owner, then this is for you. We hope you enjoy the following episode, and we will speak with you soon. Hello, everyone. My name is Jamie, and welcome to episode four of the Fitness Business Growth Podcast. As always, I'm with Mitch. How are you, mate? Hey, Jamie. Doing well, thank you, mate. How are you doing? Really, really good, mate. If you see that picture up there behind me, picture of Israel Adesanya, it was a tough weekend for me, mate. Yeah, he got uh, he got beaten. He got knocked out in the fifth round by Alex Pereira, who's beat him twice before. But he's coming for him again, he said. So I'm excited. Yeah, you, you, you already had the belt for like three years or something? Yeah, a long time, mate. What did you do on the weekend? Uh, I was down on the Central Coast, actually. Caught right. up with uh, some of oh, your friends too, some of our old friends, and yeah, stayed just at my parents' place down there and took it easy. Beautiful awesome. weather. Went yeah. down the entrance. Yeah. <laughs> I always think of Club M. Yeah. No, it's no there. It's not, no longer there, Club M. But no, it's a nice spot. Lots of tourists. It's a place to eat. Well, yeah, of course. Well, mate, let's get into today's episode. We try and keep these below 20 minutes so they can, can be consumed on most people's drive to work or drive to the gym, hopefully, if they own gyms. Uh, today's topic is something that I know I'm very passionate about and I'm very opinionate, opinionated about, um, and it is doing your sales via a phone consultation or by doing your sales in person. And I guess the differences the pros and cons, and I think more importantly, because we've had gyms for seven years, we can give you the experience of both and what we prefer today and what we'll do, I can I can say, for the rest of our lives, confidently. Yeah, yeah so when, when we first started, 2015, and even before that when we used to both work in, in different uh, different other commercial gyms, all of the sales were done in person. You would organize an appointment and then they would come down to set appointment at the gym or at your location and they would speak with you and obviously the aim of that appointment was to try to sell them into your membership program, you know, whatever the, the offer is. And we were doing that for for those years as well, between 2015 through to the end of 2018, uh, just because we didn't, I think we had a limiting belief that you couldn't really sign up someone over the phone. They had to be at your facility. They had to know that you were real and a real person and that you actually had that facility. So we never would even try to sell someone over the phone. We wouldn't have phone calls. I don't, I don't think I made a call in, in years. It was all done over Messenger to book that appointment. And, and commercial then, gyms, 50% of their members came from walk-ins. People just yeah, walking right. into the gym and signing up. And in 2015, I will also say that Facebook ads started 2012 to 2013-ish. In 2015, yeah. no one was using them, especially in the gym space. 
So it was reliant on people walking in. And, and also most of your lead generation was reliant on like being outside of the gym, handing out seven day free trial cards. So it was just such, such a natural experience uh, to sell people in person. Yeah, that's right. And, and it all, it all kind of changed over, over the years, obviously with, with Facebook and, and that being a little bit more prominent and it went from, calling people to messaging people through Facebook and there was a bit of a transition there. But I, I'm, I'm quite proud to say that we were ahead of the curve when it came to phone sales because, like I mentioned before, I still remember we, we first started doing it at the end of 2018, which was 18 months before that deadly C word hit, hit the world and the world were forced to, to move to, um, you know, online or, or, sorry, into phone call sales as opposed to in person because we couldn't actually meet up for various reasons. So we were quite ahead of the curve in that respect. And and I think, I think when we first started doing it, there was a couple just out of necessity. We might have been just needing to do it because schedules didn't didn't match up and then it just started working. So so we continued. Yeah. It. We, need, we need to back up a little bit here, mate. So... We had, we had opened Curry Curry, Cessnock. We'd opened our third and fourth location, Walls End and Edgeworth. And those four locations, uh, we got to over 1,000 members between 2015 and 2017. And then what we do is we would message people on Facebook. They'd come in and we'd sign people up in between sessions. So it was quick. It was rushed. It wasn't the best way to do it. And then our hand was forced because we opened our fifth location at Warners Bay um, and we weren't able to access that facility before we ran our first session. And when we opened up our locations, we did a four to six week pre-sale and we thought, well, how the hell are we going to... And we, we thought about having a table at the front of the building. We thought about doing the good old fashioned at the shopping center. And then we just thought, well, like, how about we try over the phone? And it was nothing revolutionary. We just, just hadn't done it before. And I remember the first person, mate, we were actually driving together on the way to Nelson Bay because I left my wallet at Woolworths after our trip together. I remember that. I can't remember you leaving the your wallet. That sounds like something that you... That, that, that's why we, we went back up there on a Monday and we had, we had an appointment. Uh, right. Yeah, I do remember yeah. that, actually. And yeah, and I, that's... Yeah, that, that's exactly it. And, and in times gone by, we had pre-sales where we would, you know, have a, a table and chair set up in our empty location effectively. And we'd at times have three, four, five people waiting because we'd be running a little bit behind on our appointments. It was like a doctor's surgery. We were running 15-minute increments and sometimes someone would get chatting or someone would be late so everyone would get pushed back. And to our credit, I think we did quite well with it. But we well, hang on, mate. We'll, we'll back up again there. Like we opened Walls End with 120 members, Edgeworth with 109, Curry Curry got to 508, and Wal uh, Warner's Bay got to 87 before before the big C word. So I think I think we did all right. It's a bit of an understatement there, mate. Yeah, yeah, we did we did quite well. And, and I think just in the last few years, and even once we started doing those phone sales, it, it had a few really big benefits. I think. The biggest one, or one of the biggest ones, was from a scheduling standpoint. 
So we could have four phone calls in an afternoon and they could be from, from four different locations and we wouldn't have to be obviously ducking around to, to different locations. If we have no-shows, so if, we have, if we've organised the call for 4.30 and they don't pick up the phone at 4.30 and they effectively no-show, then we're not nearly as put out as in if we're at the facility waiting for them to show twiddling our thumbs. But also, like you mentioned before, just the, the logistics side of it when you're running sessions and you're trying to sort of sign up people before or after as opposed to just picking a mutually uh, mutually agreed time where you're both free for a quick 15-minute phone call. And, 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 and one of the biggest things too, mate, is just like let's say that someone inquires and they inquire on Thursday afternoon and they physically can't meet with you until the following Thursday in seven days' time because they're working, taking their kids to sport, that increases the likelihood of a no-show. But now if someone opts in and it's a 15-minute phone call, we used to play a game. And uh, I think the fastest person we've ever signed up was 28 minutes from filling out a lead form to jumping on the phone. Yeah, and you can't. I mean, especially in today's day and age with walk-ins not really being a thing, you can't, you can't beat that. And, and, yeah, you're right because – Legitimately, people would have a hard time coming down for a 15-minute or 20- or 30-minute consultation in a gym when you take into consideration driving to and from and, and actually having the, the courage to be able to, to muster up the courage to be able to walk into the gym. That can be a little bit of a deterrent as well, as opposed to just a, an easy phone call. Schedule in 15 minutes. People can do it in their lunch break. They can do it when they've got a bit of time in between clients if they've that got that type of business or when they're waiting for their kids um, at school, in the car, you know, whatever it may be, like it, it is very accessible for most people and, and it's allowed us to book a lot more appointments a lot more easily. And people don't do it for, for a few reasons. Number one is they suck at sales and they're not confident selling people in person, let alone over the phone. And believe it or not, the process is almost identical from in person to over the phone. So if you are a talented salesperson and you can do it in person, I can confidently say that you can do it over the phone. And mate, I'll, I'll ask you this question. Let's say that the talented in-person salesperson closes 80% of people. So five people walk into their gym, they close four of them. If they had five people book phone calls and they close four of them, give me one reason. One reason why it's better in person to over the phone. And I can't think of a single one. No, well, there's there's not big because for, for starters, what we mentioned there earlier, like those, yeah, I agree with your numbers, but no show rate's going to be higher. People are just you're going to be put out time wise. You're not going to actually be able to have those those times at the like available, like you're not like because some people would have to come before or after work for appointments, really. Or through the day and our gyms are closed through the day so it's just it's just not practical but from a purely numbers perspective yeah there, I, I don't see any reason why you would need to be in person as opposed to over the phone but you mentioned it briefly just before I, I think people uh find it more challenging and and i don't think there's any two ways about it that it is would be more challenging to do over the phone as opposed to in person. But in saying that, it's been... Can I, can I just throw that back at you for a second, mate? 
if you don't like selling in person because of that fear of rejection, you drive to your gym, you take an hour out of the day, you sit down with someone, that person says no. Are you going to feel worse if you've taken the time out of your day, you've stopped doing something else, or it's a phone call and they say no and you never have to face that person? Like, I actually think, like, doing it over the phone is easier myself. Yeah, I, I think I think there's definitely an argument for that. I think there is probably a small portion of people who maybe are reluctant to give credit card details over the phone as opposed to in person. Very what, small. What percentage? Yeah, small. Like we're, we're talking, we're talking five percent, one percent. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, not not much, but yeah, it's it's we're we're clutching at straws here. It, it is quite similar, and I think that probably similar to what we did years ago, we had a limiting belief around it. And I don't know if that's because people maybe wouldn't themselves want to buy something online or, or, you know, do any sort of sales over the phone without the receiving end of it. But having only really done a handful of sales in person over the last four years since we started doing this, I, I just really feel like that it's, especially with the last few years and the restrictions that we had around actually seeing people, it allowed us to to just to continue to to make sales and to keep our business afloat and to continue to have new people coming through our, our our doors and into our facility because we were so confident we had such a good process around phone sales. I, I also do feel that most gym owners have some type of aspiration to go online one day, whether it's a small component outside of their local area or across Australia or across the world or whatever the case may be. Now, before you, 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 you stick with in-person sales and you say, I can never sell over the phone, if you do plan to go down that online route, it's the only option. People are not, and I repeat, they are not signing up to a payment link online for 50 to 100 to 150 a week. You're going to have to, have to go through that sales process, which has yeah. to take place over the phone. Yeah, there's no, no doubt about that. Unless you are selling a forty-nine dollar, you know, ebook or something, then that's just not going to happen. But but I I don't think it can be overlooked just the the logistical side of it. Like if we, like for instance, I I had two, I had a few phone calls today, maybe three for our gyms. Two people signed up to a trial. One of them was at nine o'clock this morning. The other one was at four thirty or or three thirty this afternoon. So if that was if that was needing to be in person, I would have had a few options. I would have either had to have gone into the gym at nine o'clock this morning, come home for the rest of the day, go back at three o'clock, hope they showed up, sign them up again, or I just would have flat out tried to schedule them at times where I was going to be there. So I was there earlier. I would have said, "Hey, can you come at seven thirty this morning as opposed to nine? And then the afternoon person, I would have tried to get in the morning or the afternoon. So that automatically is going to decrease the likelihood of them signing up just when you're not being flexible with, with when you are available. But at the other end, like for, for me to go 20 minutes into the gym, 20 minutes home twice a day for two sales, like I don't know how long I'm willing to do that, not even knowing if they're going to show up. So the, the practicality and, and the ease of doing it on the phone where I can be at home in my home office, I've got my family here, 
you know, if it is an afternoon or an evening call, I excuse myself for 15 minutes. I'm, I'm not having to, to get in my car, drive 20 minutes, have the 20-minute appointment, come home in 20 minutes and be gone for an hour. I think that's really important. Combined with if it is a one-person show or, or, you know, you do have two people in your business, the, the likelihood that you're going to be able to fit them into a time that's, that's good for you and good for them is very low. And f- the phone just really opens up that. And, like, if you ever plan to have a second location, like we had seven locations. Our seventh location before we sold it was an hour from our house. So before 2018, when we started phone sales, going back to logistics, we would have call blocks between 9 a.m. and 12 and a call block between 4 and 7. But we were were able to take calls like around the clock any time of the day and we opened up a gym an hour from our house with 80 members. And that was all done over the phone. Yeah. And the other argument, yeah, the, the only other way to look at it is if, if you've got a trainer who is a really killer salesman like you are, who is going to be able to field those appointments before or after sessions. But again, like you find someone who's going to be as good and as passionate about making sales as you are and, and having the availability to do so. It's, it's, just, it's just really not feasible. And if you have that killer salesperson and you have to pay them commission, that really does affect the front end. Oh, Absolutely. And sales sales is absolutely the last thing you should ever outsource in your business. And I I will die on that hill, mate. I don't care who you are. Like you hear about automate, delegate, all that type of stuff. Sales is the absolute last thing because it is the number one driver of your business. Well, well, mate, like in terms of what what most gym owners do, right? Where it's a 21, 28, six-week, eight-week challenge. If they're listening to this podcast, I hope that's what they do. We're talking about a product for 199 to 299, right? Maybe 499, maybe 599 at the max. In terms of the limiting belief around will someone pay that over the phone, I can say with 100% certainty, yes, they will. Because I've sold 26 week programs over the phone for $3,302. And I've done that probably 500 times. Yeah. And I think as well in today's day and age, like the end of 2022, like it's very accepted that, you know, you buy stuff over the phone. This, if we were having this conversation 10 years ago, it might be, might be very different just because it wasn't the cultural norm. But now with, you know, you, you give your details over the phone and give your details, we put your details online. So from that, from that perspective, I think it's very, you know, that's not really an issue for people anymore. But I, I, I want to just mention again what I said earlier where I think a lot of the time owners will use their own personal beliefs and their own personal experience and portray that into their business. So if they think, oh, I would never sign up to a gym membership online uh, on the phone or I would never sign up to, I would never sign up to anything over the phone and give my details then that's going to come through with what their practices are and they're probably not going to do it either. So having those limited limiting beliefs around what they think, but quite often they can be what's stopping you from, from making changes in your business and some of those changes can be really important, like what this one was for us. Yeah, and I there's a few things that we do really, really well, but our ability to sell over the phone is right, right at the top. And any fitness owner listening to this, if you are not a confident salesperson, whether that is in person 
or over the phone, like you really need to work on it. And this is another podcast entirely, but you often hear things like, like you're either born with it. You can either sell or you can't. And I can once again say with complete confidence that that is absolute garbage. Because yeah. I, I, I have a speech impediment. I speak really, really quickly. I can be hard to hear over the phone and through a Zoom call. And I can sell over the phone. And Mitch, like our personality could not be more different. The way we speak, the cadence and how we talk, our tonality, how we pitch, how we present. And we can both sell over the phone. So you are not born with it or you are not. It is a skill you can develop like you would if you, if you were doing a squat. First squat, pretty shitty. By your 100th squat, you're pretty good. Yeah. And, and I think you know, you're right. That's a whole different thing. But just on that, you just need to believe in what you're selling. And, and if, you, if you're owning a facility and you're trying to sell someone a program or a trial and, and you're not convicted that that is the best course of action for them, then what the hell are you doing as a business owner? Like, really? Like, if, if yeah. you don't have confidence that, that you can help the majority of people who inquire, then you're in, you, you may as well give it up now because you, you need to be the biggest fan of your own business and that needs to shine through when you're talking to people. And I've, I do believe that it needs to be accompanied with a script and a process around, around how that call and that consultation works. But first and foremost, you need to believe in the product. You need to believe that what you are offering people is going to help. And if, if you don't have that belief, then you need to make some serious change. Otherwise, you're not going to be in business for very long. Yeah, and you're not you're not the slimy used car salesperson. You're not slime. You're not you're not selling a second hand car with four four bald tires with rego rego coming up in two months. You're selling a, yeah. a a product to help someone with their health and fitness. Which, lucky for us, ninety nine point nine nine percent of people who opt into your Facebook ad, lead form, website, whatever the case may be, actually needs what you have, and it's your obligation as a fitness professional to help that person. Agreed. Well, mate, let's, let's wrap it up there. Guys, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. If you did enjoy the episode, then we do have a free Facebook group that you can join. It's called Fitness Business Growth, a group run by gym owners for gym owners. We share a lot of very valuable information that can be helpful for fitness business owners. So if you are wanting to get more of what you just heard, hop on, add yourself in and be a part of that group. Until next time, thanks for listening and we'll talk with you soon.